Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called Natural Time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light, and I want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile. And that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at ResonantTruth.com. Today on the Zolkin Count is called White Rhythmic World Bridger, and it is the sixth day of the Red Dragon Wave Spell, and it is the Galactic Moon Day 2. And it's Wednesday, February 8th, which was the hardest thing to figure out, but I want to give you that orientation depending on when you listen. But I mostly want to speak about the more overriding rhythms than today. Although when I podcast in the morning, as I am with the whole day in front of me, it is more on my mind than when the day finishes. I'm like, oh, this World Bridger day that I'm going to get through. I thought yesterday called Red Overtone Serpent was just brutal. <laughs> so I have said that you know we all have our opposite tribe and those days or wave spells can be something to get through for me I'm in my antipoder opposite year red self-existing moon is considered opposite my birth astrology but we all have that but then I will just go through phases where I have a very um antagonistic response to certain tribe days and I'm in that around red serpent and blue monkey right now just like man what does red serpent bring that feels good you know question mark I think I have some answers but currently it's just like such an anxiety survivalistic driven vibe and we are in that survivalistic, ego-driven, fear-based vibe, you know, on steroids in our culture, whatever culture I'm talking about, you know, for me, the Bay Area and California, but also the United States, and it could be all of human civilization, just survivalistic stress. So I didn't really enjoy the day because I felt like, when we're in a tribe for a passage, it is our work, and I could call it spiritual work, uh, growth and evolution work, to pay attention to what's happening while it is upon us, because that's how we learn. Well, how am I in relationship to survival or instinctual drive? And then how is my surroundings in response to it? And I just spend, you know, the 18 waking hours like, okay, this is not an easy aspect of creation for us collectively right now. 
I got tired, like I'm doing my big purification ritual over some weeks now in terms of what I eat and drink, etc. But so I think there's a truth serum to red serpent, which is like, if you're tired, you're going to be tired. Like that's your body rules in a red serpent day. So I had that going on, but just this tension, like it's not going to be okay. I'm afraid that really kills a day. It's a killjoy. So once again, I have this constant mantra now that if you want to, I think, be real in the world, recognize that when you move through it, you're encountering people's instability. You know, that we wear our instability and imbalance on our shirt sleeves or whatever that cliche is. So... Uh, but I have stories. I have stories. So in terms of Red Dragon, everyone I know is in their mothering mode or role. You know, I have one friend whose child is like 48 and she's like fully engaged with wanting to nurture him right now. And I throw no shade. I was kind of like throwing a little shade with her like, I mean, is that for his highest good for you to have this much attachment and concern? And then after the conversation, I'm all, well, she doesn't care about this calendar, but I see what I was, I was wrong there because this is the time when you want to be a mother, even to your very adult children. Uh, I gave birth in this wave spell, so my daughter had her Mayan birthday and... I had this super beautiful, poignant exchange with her, which I'm going to talk about now briefly. So at the beginning of the day, she was on her way to have her first solo pet put down. And, um, you know, her sister had lost a cat. Both of these cats were young when they died, and her sister, who's older, had lost her beloved cat at five and called me a few years ago when it happened, just, you know, sobbing. And this is a, a way of relating that my kids and I don't really revisit, that they are so overcome with emotion. It's like I have to put them back together with Band-Aids, you know, like old school mothering. So I said that to my younger daughter, like, well, you know, your sister was quite undone by the experience, so... It's interesting that you don't really do that, but I really care, and I care about this kitty. You know, it was like my, she's like, it's like your grand kitty. <laughs> okay, I guess it's true. And um, anyway, um, some hours later, I got another call, and she was just undone and hysterical. On her Mayan birthday was the day that her cat had to pass for cancer, um, euthanasia. And it's just, that's super meaningful, right? That the cat is transiting and the energy that brought his um, mother into the world. And then finally, I have a friend who was the one who was quite concerned about the meteor situation last week when the balloon showed up on everyone's consciousness. Some people thought that a bunch of meteors were going to annihilate 
our population or create tidal waves and we had to get to high land like in the middle of the country and I guess I didn't at all believe that although it was supposed to happen on the last day of the Zulkin so now that that didn't happen she's losing her bearings completely it was like the last straw and her kids are not removed by the government but by her ex and so just being in touch with her about another facet of mothering when a mother can't do it but it doesn't really help her either to lose the one thing that she knows instinctually how to do so the mothering theme I got to be a mother I got to be a mother to a mother. I have mothers in my midst dealing with different kinds of specifically maternal issues. That's really Red Dragon. And check out how much, like I got a red gown <laughs> by accident. I think it's like a pre-Valentine's uh, kind of sale. I don't know, that's pretty outrageous. I guess I could pull that off for another couple of years. It's like satin, one-shouldered red dress. And after I got it, I'm all, this is crazy. This is like my red dragon outfit. I am a goddess. I walk amongst ye. So that's how red dragon's showing up. And I never have like really great ways to talk about this time once it's upon me. Because I can be like, hey guys, hey guys, this is a time of birth. And this is when we like connect to the female goddess that is mother to us all. There's so much concept in their construct and it's more fun to just be in it and look around. And I like, I like the little superficial synchronicities the most. You know, being a mom to my daughter who was born in this time, meaning I gave birth, I gave birth on yellow self-existing seed just as much as she was born. I had that. And um, feeling the magic press past our modernism and the fact that she's 24 and lives in Los Angeles, you know, like getting really primal. That's like the best kind of magic. And then who's birthing whom and where is the grand goddess above us all like is a little more recessed for me than just being authenticated like this is time for people to talk about be mothers and then the galactic moon has a lot of that also because the galactic time is about creating harmony and bringing things together. And the fact that it has the word milk in it, as I talked about last podcast, lactose, galactic, this is a reference to the Milky Way in the sky, the galaxy. Those are synonyms. Just one is like ancient Latin-y and one is like colloquial. The Milky Way, the galaxy, same thing. Um... That's, again, I mean, so obviously, like, milk is about feeding babies, for sure. So the galactic time is about seeing that all these individuated stars are really connected. And that translates to, this is a time to see that all our individuated stories and syndromes and setbacks are connected and that's so obvious to me. I'm I'm a super broken record because I'm having this epiphany, which to me is a little apocryphal. I mean, I'm not 
going to tout myself as a seer per se, but I've started to feel like I pick up larger collective body trends at the front end of them happening. I don't consider myself my a pioneer. I'm just like a super sensitive, and then I break down and feel this pain or this um, impasse, and I go through it personally, and then I'm all, oh, wait, everyone's going through this. <laughs> I felt alone and insane and unlovable because I am having this isolated experience of suffering and then wait once I get to the other side or in the heart of it I'm all this is I'm not at all alone I think the um, picture of that is for a lot of us who are introverts going into the COVID lockdown was just indistinguishable from any other time except the benefit being the world was a much quieter place which really served me I didn't have to transition from being on my own in my domicile to going out in the world, and which would be an extroverted world. Usually it was a, it was a quiet, dulled down outer world, and that was awesome. So really, COVID was initially just kind of like freedom. Like, I don't have to change who I am to exist. And so... Uh, I, I got a lot of healing from that, but before that, I had a lot of struggle, and and now, you know, the struggle is everywhere, and that's what's really heartbreaking. If we're honest, if we walk into the world with our eyes open, maybe you'll be like, nah, it's California. That's fine. I mean, here in California, there are a lot of us, so I'll speak for the California situation. Like, you just, you ha one has to walk into the world recognizing that people are not at their best because at their best would be peaceful and harmonious and I don't mean perfect angels but just more at peace internally because the internal peace then allows for more external easygoingness and that doesn't seem to um, have a toehold anymore instead the instability and um, acrimony has the the largest share of human interactions or apathy, you know, like, so if it's not a fight, then it's just a disconnect. Like, there's no meaning or heart behind the incidental moments of traveling through the society. And I have to say that when I lived in Santa Barbara up until two years ago, it, it existed all the time. Heart connection uh, in a passing way was predominant. And so I'm probably in shock. <laughs> Talk about leaving the womb. But I, not many people live in Santa Barbara, so maybe I'm reporting more accurately now that I'm not there. So that was sort of like a long segue into this galactic time, which curiously should be, in terms of our year of 13 moons, this 28-day moon, this month, that always happens starting, I guess, February 7th, always for 28 days, it is the moment when we're going to act with the most integrity, meaning we're going to ourselves feel whole and integrated rather than fractured and broken or split. And so from that place of settled internal holism, 
we're not going to be splashy and dramatic and fractious in the world. We're going to be in harmony and seeking it and offering it. And that'll be interesting because what I got in the resonant moon was so clearly like just accept that you're a social worker when you leave the house or you need one, one or the other. You know, like, I am the one who needs help right now. This world is too hard. Or this person is really just not managing life well. And all their disruptive or antagonistic or um, uh, like oblivious, spaced out or apathetic, meaning like, hello, are you hearing me? I They, they are in a, a place that is, you know, not supported and not well and we're a social worker in that we are not obligated but we can have the option to just meet situations with a willingness to accept that what's going on in front of us is someone's um, disharmony and disarray and to just level off our resentment about it that creates harmony that's sort of my formula I'm working on Again, I think it's really thematic. I'm not just like sharing, like this is my therapy this time. I do that. But right now, I, I think I'm just traveling uh, the gateway between the resonant moon of a lot of psychic info, intel, into the galactic moon when we just spend 28 days going, all right, <laughs> you know, I still have like goals hashtag goals and I still have this evolutionary journey that is my wave spell for the year 13 moon wave spell I'm going to be ascending and growing and achieving still yet to come but it's this moment within the count of being with all the growth that's already happened and and stitching it together weaving it into something that becomes a sail <laughs> or a sweater uh, as the journey continues. Now, I'm trying to think if I had even more stories because I kind of like covered everything when we're in the beginning of the moon. There isn't a lot to report. I guess I could remind everyone that at the beginning of the moon, we start in the east, the first week of four weeks make four seven day weeks that are how we compartmentalize each moon into four directions of the medicine wheel the first week is in the east and it's red the red eastern week it's red because of the sunrise is red and the sun rises from the east and this is when illumination happens quicker than physical movement is like how our mind and its agility and the million ideas that um, could never be managed in movement. You can never act out everything you think until you're really old or when you're a baby, right? Then your mind can, well, I don't know if that's true. I mean, I think our minds slow down. I'm going to back off on that little metaphor, but... (laughs) I maybe think that when you're old, your mind slows down and your body and they're kind of like in uh, simpatica finally. But maybe you always have way more thoughts than physical energy 
no matter when it is. And so that is how I see the Eastern week, that it's the time for our mind to have supremacy and our mind calls in all these fiery, element fire ideas and illumination happen. Like, I have an aha moment. And that's as if we have like a sun uh, beam right into our cerebral cortex and it's illuminating us with like a passionate project that we are suddenly inspired to do. And then there's more that comes after that. It's not just like invent it and then it's done. You know, the idea doesn't um, create a reality. There's a whole journey and the journey goes through the north where there's a kind of a benediction or an authorization really from the divine realm. Like, yeah, that's a good project to bring to fruition. Like, okay, we'll manifest that. So you cull away things that are extraneous or extreme or not appropriate by some karmic definition. And that happens in the north. And in the west, the alchemy, the emotional um, force. It takes emotional force. It takes passion. And it takes, um, I don't know, like a rushing, you know, an accelerating kind of surge to get to manifestation. And that kind of speed or transformation is what happens in the third week in the West. And then the final week in the South, the ripening is when everything is physicalized in some way, like, and then it's real. So right now, it's a good learning. If you like the medicine wheel talk I just gave you is the talk about a mature way of looking at creating in the world, being a creator, um, abundance and manifestation, those fucking tropes, those fucking new age tropes that visualizing and getting is a really selfish presumption. To me, it is because it, it eliminates I mean, I'm sure that if you're studying a New Age teacher that's talking about either of those things, that they are including all this, but I don't study those. I just hear the abundance picture, manifestation, uh, meditation, lingo, and I'm just like, I don't know what to say. It just sounds like people trying to get rich doing nothing. (laughs) Who have I alienated right now? Sorry. I'm not right. I'm not saying I'm right or that I know anything um, more than the authors. I just know that my reaction to that is like, well, I'm more comfortable with there being a process and process oriented. And so I see it as an idea comes in your mind and then you have to do the work to see if it was like a good idea or an egoic idea. And you do that by checking in with divinity, whatever that is for you. It happens in this described calendar process. It happens when we're in the north, the day that's white, the um, the moon, not the moon, the week of the moon that's white, that's in the north. And then, you know, a wave spell can be white and it's in the north and a year can be white and it's in the north. We're currently in a 13 year wave spell described by white wizard that's in the north 
So you do that. You say, oh, I have this idea, but kind of like, does it have legitimacy? Let me ask dad and mom or whatever. You you know, I have a very, very parental projection of my divinity. Like, what do you think about this? And then you get an answer. And then you do the thing that's the hard work, which is being really emotionally invested and emotionally alive and in motion because the element water lives in the West. And then whatever the end result is, is what was meant to be. So I love that. I love wish casting and then seeing what comes. Like, how curious. (laughs) I wanted to be a mom. You know, if people know my recent story arc, And, uh, you know, here we are on a World Bridger Day, and I'm reminded that that didn't happen in a really, really loud, um, worst-case scenario way. And so I, I had a lot of musculature to deal with that setback and that disappointment. I had a huge emotional, um, process. It was very, very painful, but it was pretty quick considering what I was integrating. And I think it's because I know by heart, by rote, like I can have an idea and then the tough, hard knock of life is my idea and what ends up being manifested may be, it might be very disparate, but there's a magic to that. There's an alchemy like, what? Okay. Okay. I'll tell this story. Like, I said I wanted to be a mom five years ago because I was having a really hard time finding a partner and I wasn't being like, well, I need a baby because I don't have a boyfriend. I was much more eloquent. I was saying, look, I to, you know, the universe, this is crazy. It's really hard to connect and I want to be connected. So I'm going to offer myself um, as a parent for another round because love is beautiful and connection is integral and I started that journey and the kind of hilarity is that I had that aborted as it were naturally Um, and in the midst like I met a really promising suitor (laughs) Um, more promising than I would have thought and so I don't have the secondary condition I was aiming for, but I have the primary one that I thought had eluded me. So that's kind of like, oh, I see how that is. I was not in charge, but uh, the manifestation was pure. And, And also, by the way, like, I don't, there's just the idea about what can happen in a relationship like this, a romance, I cannot rely on old um, psychological and psychic limitations. The way we are in partnership now is different than 10 years ago. The world is fraught. We need different things. And so I don't know what um, duration of time. You know, I can't say, oh, and I finally met my soulmate. I've already had soulmates that I've met, and it's disintegrated. And I also don't know how long we get to be with each other that you can't say, well, this is the one. I mean, that doesn't seem sound anymore to me. So 
what we have is kind of the living experiment that is constantly cycling from east to north to west to south. So, oh, I have this idea of loving this person this way. Let me offer that up to God, in quotes. Let me do the emotional work of where I need to heal or evolve. And then let's see what actually is. Because I consider the south and the earthy part of the medicine wheel to be what actually is or what becomes that you can like, there it is. So, uh, did I tell every story that I have inside me? I'm trying to be more regular with the podcast because for a lot of reasons, honestly and obviously, but I am just like, okay, so out there is an anchor, which is, you're going to hear from me again in a few days, and it's going to be at the apex of this particular wave spell, the highest point peak before it all, the wave shape breaks and dissolves. So between now and then, each of us and myself mostly, um, you know, my concern is with myself. <laughs> so each of you and then I also in my realm are just going to be continuing this exploration of what it is to be the child of a mother, to be the child of a goddess that we imagine or don't, that we take for granted, that is maternal, that we may actually have children that we mother, that we may just walk in the world and mother who we find, who's in, who's in need. And actually, that's like a beautiful way to talk about this whole social worker um, schema that I'm pretty obsessed with, which is like, oh, it's a lot easier to be a social worker in the world in the red dragon wave spell than the yellow star wave spell, because I really feel that yellow star is an insistence that in some way we go to war. It has a lot of bright, bursting, you know, star bursting conflict energy simmering and then maybe exploding at one point so being a social worker in the world is more fraught but being a social worker in the world during red dragon should be pretty easy and in the flow connective we naturally want to take people into our lap or just exert a little patience like i've been a mom i've been a bad mom and i've been a good mom same children <laughs> <laughs> but you know being a good mom is having a lot of patience and being the bigger one like I can handle this with you um, being the bad mom is throwing a bunch of horrible immature meltdown behavior at kids or being rude and mean um, and they don't feel that they're being covered or protected at all so I've done both and I just like this notion right now of because you can red dragon can be the dragon that's fi breathing fire and scary if and um does seem to create harm like that is also motherhood and that is also an image for the iconography of red dragon but right now in consciousness i think that being a vessel that holds someone safe and lets them evolve within us is much more the true 
depiction of red dragon it's the light source versus the shadow of red dragon the tribe so this is a good moment to notice that you feel encompassing and kind and supportive and capable of being there for someone with someone and not hysterical i think that's another difference between like um the still water mother versus the fire breathing mother just being in the stillness of holding space for someone that's special so that's gonna just keep happening for the next few days and i haven't talked about it it's not important but we're not in retrograde at all and uh, by that i always mean mercury retrograde and it you know it finally capitulated at some point and it's just a really good time to do the things that you really shouldn't do when it is retrograde. <laughs> so do those. You can be really industrious for about six or seven weeks and sign contracts and buy technology and get a car uh, because I just feel like it's legitimately just part of the game. The game of life here, natural time, includes being real about when it's kind of dumb to do things and ill-advised. And if you do them anyway, as we are often called to, it just might make for a harder path, a harder outcome. So now everything is sort of designed to not have that caveat. Like, what? Did you buy it during the retrograde? Well, there you go. Do that now. Exhaust yourself with spending on mechanical things. Exhaust yourself with dating and getting connected now <laughs> tell your person that you're already with all the things that you truly mean that aren't going to be miscommunicated and in my case all of the above but also take a break from renovating like there are eight weeks every 16 that are excellent for um, messing with your house projects now is a time to be liberated from repairing and redoing and so on. And thanks for the people that have reached out for readings. And I forgot at the end of last time I had this like, I keep talking about readings using me. Like, I'm a good reader. Call me. You will. It's about you, right? And so would better advertising or branding. Like, I, this is what you will receive. You will feel the benefit and excitement of your birth astrology. You will learn about the four directions that surround your birth and the tribes connected to them. I will tell you your birth co cosmology and you will know about you and other people whose birthdays you bring. You, you, you. Ha. I am Lisa Starr. I am another yourself, and in Mayan we say, in La Kesha.